Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Netflix, whatever. You got it. Uh, I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How are you two been this last week? Maya? I'm sick. <laughs> Don't laugh at my misfortune, fucker. No, I'm not laughing at the misfortune. I'm laughing at the, like, how you been? I'm sick. Well, all right, that's that explains that. <laughs> my throat hurts. So my throat hurts and my voice is shit right now. You're gonna get very little out of me today. Oh, that's fine. I'll do most of the fucking talking of. Oh my god, I'm fucking Loki. Blah blah blah. Um, as I do every fucking week with the with everything that we talk about Marvel. Though it's funny, Betty, you didn't watch uh, Black Widow, did you? No. Okay. My I did. It's good. Uh, 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 brief, short, I guess, review of it. Uh, it's very good. Um, there were like maybe one thing that I didn't like about it, but I don't even remember what it was. So the biggest complaint I've heard that people have had is the whole Taskmaster origin. And Whatever. honestly, it didn't bother me a bit because guess what? The comics version still exists. That's my argument every fucking time. Like people complained that Agatha Harkness, you know, was uh, wasn't like the comic book version or that um, Thanos was different. I'm just like, yeah, it's a fucking different universe, which we now know how that works. Thanks to the fucking thanks to Loki. But we'll get into that in a minute. But yeah. Um, just about everybody that I've talked to who's seen that movie, like, loved it. They were just like, oh, it was really well done. It was really fucking well paced and fucking, uh, Florence Pugh and David Harbour steal the goddamn movie. He made toilet on my hand. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite, my favorite by far was the, uh, why are you, what's with the, what's with the aggression? Are you on your, is it your time of the month? Are you on your period? No dipshit, because they ripped out my uterus when I went to the red room. They just kind of, she's like, they just kind of get up in there and chop it up and pull it all out. All okay, right, okay, right. you don't have to be so clinical and nasty. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, if you watch the movie, watch it for fucking for for those two, um, Yolana and uh, or sorry, Yelena and uh, Red Guardian, Alexi. They're fucking dynamite. The whole movie. But, uh, but yeah, so that's short review. I liked it. Maya liked it. Most people that I know liked it. So go enjoy it. So, I mean, if I had to assign a number to it, I'd give it an eight out of 10 or, exactly. you know, like an A minus. Yeah. Same here. hundred percent. Uh, when it, uh, leaves theaters, will it be going to Disney? Uh, it'll, it's on Disney plus now. Oh, but is it? You can, yeah, but you have to pay twenty nine ninety nine to unlock it, or else you have to wait until like, so October sixth for regular access. 
I will probably wait until October. <laughs> That's honestly, I've told a lot of people that who don't want to go see in the theaters or don't want to pay that 30 bucks, um, which was funny. My dad's, my dad's justification for paying the $30 was if the three of us in this house went to the theater to go see it here in California, it cost $30 anyway. Oh well, yeah. See Misty and Madison and I, I had bought tickets last week before I got sick. Saturday morning was the sickest that I was. I called the theater and I was like, we're not coming today. And they said, well, you have to wait until after the performance and we can refund your money. I was like, okay. And I, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and buy it on Disney plus. It was a 31 75 for our tickets. It was 29 99 on Disney plus. It was actually almost $2 cheaper for us to watch it. Uh, and we didn't have concessions and we could pause it. And guess what? I watched it twice since. Yeah. And I still only paid that thirty dollars. So Yep. Oh, that's cool. It's it's not a bad deal to to get things. Oh yeah. For $30 it's yet. not a bad deal at all. But we don't typically go to the theater, period. So it's not like something we well, if we went to the theater and watched it, we would have paid this much. Yeah, but we don't go to the theater. So it's not a normal expense for us anyway. So I'm not gonna pay the thirty dollars. Because I wouldn't have gone to the theater and paid thirty dollars. I wait. I'm I am a okay with waiting to watch stuff because uh, there's so many other things I have to watch. So well, I was also going to point out that like one of my big things going into Black Widow was I knew that it takes place between Civil War and Infinity War, so it already takes place in the past. We know that because of Endgame, Black Widow's dead. So what like what in this movie is going to transfer into the larger cinematic universe? And that comes at the um post credit scene mm -hmm. um, and uh, that post credit scene won't matter that much until Hawkeye comes out um, because uh, a certain character that's in the post credit scene is in Hawkeye um, so they're going to make that movie readily available before that series comes out that's, that's as simple as that gets so you waiting ain't even a fucking problem Anybody waiting, it is not a problem. But uh, it is the first movie that's made over a hundred million dollars domestically since The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, you know, and here we are in in a pandemic, and with the domestic take, global take, and the streaming take, it made over two hundred and fifteen million dollars in three days. Wow, um, impressive. Which which is good. You know, it's made its money back on its budget now it needs to make its marketing back and russ and i on uh nerd life syndicate we've been going back and forth he thinks that this movie is going to be a dismal failure and not even make its money back and i'm like dude it made its budget back in three days it's literally you know? the first marvel movie since the pandemic or since, like since uh, uh spider-man yeah yeah it's it's the first Marvel movie since Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. And, you know, it's he's like, well, they should have released it a year ago. Well, originally a year ago, it was slated to be released in May of 2020. The problem was that's when we went into lockdown. They couldn't release it. He's like, well, they should have been made available, made available for streaming. You know, I understand that. It wouldn't have made its money back if they had just put it streaming only. 
they had to wait. I understand why they had to wait. Mm -hmm. Does it suck? Yeah. He's like, but it's an old movie now. I was like, it's still a new fucking movie. It's not an old movie. It's not been released. Does it's he not want to fucking done. watch? Like, does he not want to watch other old Marvel movies? Like, the fuck is he talking about? Well, it's like I, saying, yeah, you know, is, oh, I don't want to watch a sequel because it comes before the one before it. You know why? It, it, and, I mean, the other two movies we already knew. You know. So why do you have a problem with this? It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, that's funny. Russ, uh, Russ there's lots, lots, lots of movies get set on the shelf and delayed for a year. A lot of movies. It happens to a lot of movies. It doesn't happen. It's it's not so unheard of that it doesn't no. happen. Uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. They still do well. It's just they're pushed back for whatever reasons. And of course, yes, money is going to be that deciding factor because the studio wants to make money. It's not greed. It's it's like we need to maximize our opportunities to put this out because the theater landscape streaming, this shows that $60 million of purchases on Disney Plus versus $80 million of theater, people are going to be just as content to save money by going to the theater and watch it at home. And honestly, they probably got a bigger take on that streaming cut because that's all money going directly to them. They, they don't uh, have yeah, to pay yeah. the middleman. They don't have to pay the middleman with the theater, the theatrical uh, cut. I was going to say they, uh, that when the numbers came out, they did make more money in the theater. Um, Versus the uh, by make, I mean, more money was spent. They grossed the more, they grossed yeah. it was 80 million versus 60 million. Well, you know, it's the end of the pandemic, people are able to get out more and go to the theaters again. I'm, you know, perfect timing for them. I mean, yeah, it's gonna make a shit ton of money because it's a Marvel movie and it's in theaters, and we're all dying to get out of the house so. Yeah. People who like movies are going to run to the theaters to watch movies they want to watch. Mm -hmm. And it's not even opened up in China yet. So, right. Which is also a huge market. But, yeah, we should, we should definitely move on from the topic. But I think the important part is it's not a bad Marvel movie. <laughs> oh, no, it's a very good well done Marvel movie and while it's not quite an origin story it does explain a lot of the origin it does explain a lot of her backstory in satisfying ways and it really is an adrenaline filled thrill ride I mean this movie yep. is fast paced as fuck and even when it slows down so you can catch your breath and get a little exposition it's very informative in those in those regards and it has callbacks and things that pay off you know led to payoff from years ago uh you have payoffs in this movie so yeah. totally recommended yeah same here agreed uh well um on that note uh i uh my week has been rough but privately rough uh, i already told betty and Maya before we recorded because i didn't want to talk on the podcast greg has greg has rough privates everybody you know we just keep them in your thoughts he jerked it with sandpaper if anybody wants to know 
Maya thinks she's a fucking comedian over here. So that's what she I've got. Kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> Betty, don't fucking encourage her. <laughs> I know, right? I don't need encouragement. Uh, no, I was going to say that the um, there was something funny that happened this week uh, with my dad that uh, um, I personally think it's funny. Uh, so as some of you know, um, I came out as bisexual, what, a year ago, Maya, year and a half ago. Like it's been a while, uh, a couple I, weeks at least. I just a couple weeks. Uh, I did it while streaming, um, uh, Jackbox. Like it was like, it was like, I was like, you know, I'm going to do it here. About a year and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, there's some people that don't know and they certainly don't listen to this podcast, so I don't care, but. Um, <coughs> Andy, <laughs> but uh, uh, so a, a, f- a few weeks ago, about now, about four weeks ago, give or take, I'm talking to my dad because he has a hard time, he, he has a lot of heteronormativity in his brain, and so he has a hard time with like somebody becoming trans but still having the same sexual orientation that they did before they were trans, and uh, and so I'm trying to explain it to him as best I can. And the way that I get to it, like I, I also explain sexuality as being like the best way that I can describe sexuality is it's um it's the same way that Doctor Who describes time. Uh, no two people are the same. It's as unique as your thumbprint. Yada yada yada. And I said uh, I said take me for example. And he was like, What do you mean take you? And I was like, Well, you know, my mom or my, not my mom. Mom asked me not to tell you because she didn't want the drama, but I don't think there's going to be drama. So here we go. And I tell him and he goes, oh, you are? And I went, yeah. And he goes, all right, cool. <laughs> that was his whole reaction. Like, no joke. Um, and uh, and so I'm explaining it's like it's like a 25, 75% thing, but, you know, with my attraction, yada, yada, I, whatever. And uh, Craig likes he, it, 25% a wiener. It's true. Um so that was that. That was and again. That was like three, four weeks ago. Uh, yesterday, or not yesterday, but Monday, we're door dashing and we're coming back from an order after dropping it off. And I'm telling him a funny exchange that you and I had, Maya, on um, one of the group chats. I think it was in the RPG one. Uh, might have, might have just been personal, but I was telling him about it because I thought it was funny because you were being all witty and whatnot. And uh, like I do, yep. And he goes. So when Maya transitioned, she still liked girls. And I went, mm-hmm. yeah. And he goes, that's so, that's so confusing to me. I was like, why is it confusing? You know, so it's just, I don't know. Like, I get it. I get it. Like it's, it's, you know, sexual, sexual stuff and, and, and gender is, is two different things and you don't, you know, don't conflate them together. I get all that, but I, there's something about it that just confuses me. And so I'm telling him, like, I'm doing the whole spiel again, trying to get him on board with it. Because he's very supportive, but he's also old. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, he's like, I get that. I get that. I get this and yada, yada. And so then I go back to the uh, the, the analogy that I use for how Doctor Who explains time. Uh, and I go, take me, for example, that would be bi. And he was like, wait, you're bi? <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm just going to take this as a good thing that me telling you that wasn't was such a non thing to you that you forgot. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've came out twice to your dad. Apparently, yes. <laughs> and it's okay. He doesn't have to wrap his head around it. <laughs> yeah, I, that's. I, this is just did. technically, technically, all it, all it makes me is, in technical terms, is I'm a lesbian. That's what I. That's kind of what I said. I was just like, I was like, if it, if it helps, just think of it from that perspective. He's like, yeah, I mean, I guess I, just, I don't know. And I was like, I mean, I said, and I told him, I explained, I said, you. And a lot of people in this world have heteronormative ideas when it comes to gender and sexuality. And so with this, you know, with the Internet and, and being more exposed to people, it can kind of throw a wrench in how you think the world works. And he goes, no, that makes sense. Like, and, and, and I don't want to be disrespectful. And I was like, asking questions and being very open to understanding what's going on does not make you dumb in any way. Yeah. It actually makes you intelligent in my mind. And it you, doesn't make you disrespectful to have questions. Yeah, exactly. you know, I mean, as long as you're not trying to intentionally be rude with your questions, as long as it comes from a place of truly wanting to understand, you know, that's that's always a good thing. You know, expand your knowledge, expand your learning, because, you know, you're right. It is, everybody is, everybody has their own version of their own sexuality, and nobody's like anybody else, you know, and I, I've experienced um, a transition like Maya's before in my own family. So it wasn't anything for me to think of, you know, just as it is, you know, I, I had no questions cause I've already been there, done that. Yeah. But uh, you know, I remember when my own kid came out to me as bi and she was so nervous. I'm like, why? I thought I'd made it pretty clear how we feel on this stuff. We don't care as long as you're happy, you know, as long as what you're doing isn't illegal and you're happy. We're all good with it. You know, the, the, the joke that I've always made in regards to that is like, I don't care what gets you off, whatever gets you rock hard. As long as it ain't children. I, it, what yeah. you do you, you do you. Um, yeah, it's, it's always funny, but he, uh, he tries, he definitely tries. And uh, I love my dad for that. <laughs> it's it's funny too because uh, he uh, he'll tell me this story. He's told me this story like eighty fucking times that when he was younger, um, because of where he lived, which was like rural California, um, he thought saying certain things was completely normal. For example, uh, there was a uh, there was this Mexican kid that went to his high school, and he was good friends with that guy. And whenever he would introduce the guy, he would make the joke. He would say, this is my token Mexican friend. And it wasn't until the kid had, had gone up to dad and been like, look, I know you're making a joke and you don't mean any harm by it, but you got to stop saying it. <laughs> he was like, what? Uh, why? <laughs> the guy was like, because it's kind of fucked up. It's a little racist. And dad's like, oh, okay. And so my dad stopped saying it. He just, that's it. That was done. He was like, no more. It's It's disrespectful to my friend. And that's all that matters. So. Yeah. But he's told that story like a gazillion times to me. It's so funny. Like, we'll just be talking about something about race in the world. He's like, so this story that I told you a hundred times, here you go. Okay, Dad. Tell it to me again. But anyway, so that's my funny story that happened this last week. Uh, what about you, Betty? I want to know what it was that I was being witty about. Hang on, I'll I'll look through. Hang on. Because I'm I am witty. 
While Greg is scrolling, yes, Betty, how have you been? Uh, I'm okay. I mean, I'm enjoying my whorehouse red couch cover, you know, that was supposed to be burgundy and does not match my earth-toned living room. I'm, I'm still in a state of shock over this. <laughs> Just made you see red, didn't it? Not red, but yes. <laughs> I, but it covers the couch. I mean, the dogs have torn up one side of it, just their claws. I, the nature of dog claws and the material we're dealing with. Because we never planned to have dogs. So, <laughs> we didn't really buy this couch with the intention of, will it hold up to dog claws? Because it was never a thought in our mind. That's how most pets. That's how most pets are, though. You don't really plan for them. You just like, okay, we have a pet now. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's like all of these dogs, I guess, are rescue dogs. It's like Mowgli, he was our first one. And um, his owners didn't have time for him. He was purebred. And we got him fixed. And, yeah, he's... uh. He's at the end of his life, and then we got Bella, and then we got Milo, and now we have Loki, who is at the vet today, getting spayed. Did not ask for it, but she just walked right into our lives, so here we are. Gotcha. Greg, are you, know, you okay over there? Because uh, I figured out what it was. It, wasn't, it, was, it was something I was telling him about, not you being witty. So I'm, I apologize. I, I sent you, should I feel bad or no? Should, how did I say that? Hold on, let me find it again. Cause it was a private, it was something between you and me for like a second. Where is it? I said, should uh, Caitlyn Jenner being dead named intentionally at CPAC give me satisfaction? And you said, you said, oh. I think it's okay. Yeah. Well, what did they expect? I mean, come on. I mean, again, Caitlyn Jenner should have known better. The Republican Party is not inclusive, and they did not want her involvement at all. They don't mm -hmm. see her as a woman. They see her as a man pretending to be a woman. That's all they see when they see Caitlyn Jenner. That's it. And it's, again, I... The phrase that I saw in regards to it was... You walked into the uh, wolves' den. Yeah, I said. Uh, I said you can't complain if you uh, if you lay with or no, you can't complain about the fleas if you lay with dogs. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I hate that that she had to get such a wake up call, but she had it coming. I mean, this is what happens when you play with Republicans; they don't like you. Yeah. Well, I got. I mean, hell, I got family I know that now that absolutely fucking can't stand me now that I've you know, came out and that's okay. It's not like I ever spent any time with them anyway. So, you know, yeah. The, the it's video that I saw, the video no, that I saw no, not too, at all. Hate me. the video that I saw too with Caitlyn Jenner that uh, was going around for a hot second was um, she took a picture with a couple people and then the dude with the camera was like dead naming her the entire time. And then like, as she walked out the door was like fucking disgusting. And, uh, and I'm just like, like I kept like like you, Betty. Like, what the fuck do you expect? And then, um, uh, Tommy Lauren started. Uh, oh, I hate say, that bitch. She started saying on Twitter, like, 
this is disgusting behavior from the Republican side. We don't do this. We're not like liberals. <laughs> no, like, honey, you do do this. She's the one that started most of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. You want to think your party's all shiny and shit? No, it's not. I mean, you are notoriously, you hate everything that doesn't conform to your standards. That's Republicans, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they talk about, oh, Sharia law this and Sharia law that. But, you know, instituting their Christian ideals into our government is A-OK. What the hell? Yeah. I, you know, and they're such the biggest hypocrites because they're the ones who usually get caught doing some pretty bad shit. Absolutely. Anyway. But yeah. So anyway, um. You guys want to move on to the show? Yeah. There was a show? Yeah, apparently there, there was one we were going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about Loki's season finale today. Um, and then uh, we're going to move on to some questions that uh, Betty found. But we'll get into that when we get into that. So uh, let's dive into Loki episode six, the finale. Uh, so last we left Loki and Sylvie, they had enchanted Eliath and were moving into the gate that opened up essentially to the um what we now is known as the citadel i had seen a, a speculation that it was going to be the house of ideas and then and then and now we're going to be in there because it was a recent loki comic that these characters appeared in um and i had noticed that they were using a lot of like uh, uh recent comics to tell these stories in the mcu so that's what i really thought it was going what happened was way off from what I, from even anything that I thought they could do. Uh, I'm very surprised that they did this. Yeah, same here. Very surprised, which I like. I like that I was surprised. I like that I didn't see this coming. Um, I kept speculating that it was going to be He Who Remains because uh, I was like, that's who was running the, the who created the timekeepers in the. Um, comics um, but when the timekeepers were fake I was like okay this is new like I remember that thinking that so but, but who is he who remains in this Marvel universe because as a newbie and a non-comic reader I have no idea who this dude is so my, so so the way that they did it in in the MCU is drastically different from anything I've seen in the comics he who remains in the comics is an old, old, old fucking man who's been around for goddamn ever, much like this character. Um, but he create like the reason he created the TVA and the timekeepers and stuff like that was because um, he just wanted control over the time stream. That was it. Um, what they're doing here is the the whole like multiversal war and stuff like that. That's going to lead to the MCU's versions of King the Conqueror, which we kind of mm -hmm. saw in the last shot of the show. Um, uh, we know that King the Conqueror is going to be the big, next big bad, thanks to the casting for Ant Man and the Wasp and in, in the or sorry Ant Man and Wasp Quantumania. Um, and King the Conqueror is a character that exists in the. Uh, in, uh, in the in the in the comics, as like a you kept you never kind of know where and when he's going to be, and he always looks different. Um, for example, Betty, the um, the shot of in 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 episode five when they're going into the void, and you see the 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 Avengers tower in the distance. 
on the side, it doesn't say like it doesn't have an A or Stark or anything. It says Kang, which is spelt different, which is Q-U-E-G. Um, in the comics, what that was is that uh, Kang Enterprises had bought Stark Tower or Stark Industries. Um, and it turned out that that was Kang the Conqueror the entire time. Um, so that was like a big nod. Uh, but when Jonathan Major showed up and we knew that he was going to play Kang the Conqueror, I immediately was just like, holy shit, it is Kang. It's been Kang. It's like, it's Kang. It, it, like I cannot believe yeah. they actually went with it. It's not Kang. It's straight up not Kang. Um, but a variant of him. It, it's a variant of Kang, uh, which is fucking wild that they did that. A lot of people saying it was Immortus, which is a variant of Kang in the comics, but it's not. He Who Remains is a variant of Kang. Immortus is a variant of Kang. Will we see Immortus down the line in the MCU? Who the fuck knows at this point? But uh, what, I say, what I will say, and I don't know if you guys agree, uh, Jonathan Major stole this fucking episode by a country mile. Oh, he was great. Like that man can act. Hit, oh, good lord, can he act? Still disappointed that fucking Lovecraft Country's canceled, but whatever. What? You didn't know that? No. Love, yeah, no yeah. season two for Lovecraft Country. Why? We fuck if I know. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Again, I guess my brain doesn't want to process this. I'll probably forget it again because that's upsetting. <laughs> it is. It's very upset. I was like, man. Well, I, 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 as, like I said, you know, if that's where the show ends, I'm fine with it. Oh, I just feel like it was it was such a good story. It was the best Cthulhu, you know, thing that I've seen. <laughs> yeah, that's not saying a lot. Well, you know, again, it was captivating. I know Cthulhu is pretty on the bottom, you know, when it comes to, yeah, we're not setting the bar high, but I think that show did set the bar high. That's sad. But anyways, Um, so, I mean, I'm left with questions. Again, we know that they're going to pull it out to a season two. But, well, this will also lead to more stuff when it comes to the MCU as a whole. Uh, I mean, we officially see in this episode the launch of an official multiverse. Yeah. It's been rumored, and you know, we know that the Doctor Strange movie coming out next, uh, next year is called The Multiverse of Madness. We knew a multiverse was coming. It was teased in Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, but that was a red herring. Can I and, can I throw something in there that I think a lot of people aren't going to see coming, but I see it coming? What's that? What if won't just be a what if. It'll be straight up tied to the multiverse. It'll be tied to Multiverse of Madness. Oh, absolutely. I think now that what if these things are going to be official stories for their respective universe. You know, it's not just going to be a, what if this happened, this is going to be, no, this is what's happening here. This is what's happening here. This is what's happening here. That's. Yeah. Cause what, what I think is, is going to be going on is that 
in the what if trailer that we got here recently, which god damn, I'm so excited for that fucking show. Uh, which is the next Marvel thing to come out, uh, literally uh, August 11th. Um, mm-hmm. is uh, there's a shot where it shows Doctor Strange talking to Peggy or to Captain Carter, I should say. Um, what I think is going to happen in this show is that it's not just going to like, because in the comics, the what if series, just for everyone that doesn't read the comics and wants to know, it's just a series of like, hey, this big event happened. So what if it, what if it was slightly different? What if, what if they did a, something changed one little thing? Like I just read an issue that I thought was a really cool concept in the comics. When uh, Wanda goes ape shit, she says no more mutants. And then there's no more mutants. There just mm-hmm. isn't. Uh, the what if was, what if she says no more powers? And it goes into like all these characters that have powers no longer have powers. Uh, it was a great little what if, but the what if stories are always isolated. They're just like, hey, we'll just tell this fun little alternate reality, right? Mm-hmm. What I think Marvel it, Cinematic Universe is going to do is like every episode is going to have Doctor Strange show up and try to figure out where and when he is. Hmm. That's a, poss- that's a possibility. So, I think if they do that, that's a really fucking cool concept, especially for people who didn't grow up in the comics, um, who didn't, you know, like who are enjoying the MCU, but you know they're they're new to Marvel essentially, outside of the the the, the movies. Um, I think it's a really smart way to kind of handle that, uh, personally, but. And I think it's really, really smart to like in this episode introduce people to the multiverse in this way to get them initiated to to be in the right mindset for how the multiverse is going to work, and then go boom, fucking what if, you know? I, I, I we know that Doctor Strange plays a major role in the next Spider-Man movie, which comes out mm-hmm. in December, so we have got to get a fucking trailer soon for that sh- for that movie. Uh I'm excited. I'm real fucking excited for Marvel. Like they're, they're doing some crazy shit. Plus we have the regular timeline. Like we have the regular stuff that's going to yeah. lead to something else, which is kind of what, you know, black widow did a little bit. And, um, you know, Falcon and the winter soldier did. So. And what Shang Chi is going to do and what the Eternals is going to do. And one thing I don't mean to touch on, but going back to black widow, we may have gotten our first mutant tease. With who? When Red Guardian was in the prison and he was arm wrestling everybody. That big, huge dude that he bro- he slammed and broke the wrist of when they were arm wrestling. Uh-huh. In the comics, that character is Ursa Major. A mutant. Oh. Did they say his name or something? How did you pick that he up? Called it, he called him Ursa. Uh-huh. I didn't catch that. Uh, it might might have been our first official mutant tease. I don't know. I mean, we thought that was going to be with you know WandaVision. So, but that's also I got to say this. That's the thing I'm, I'm loving right now is that even though with my with our my extensive knowledge of the comics, it almost doesn't matter half the time. <laughs> well, exactly. 
there's a lot of stuff that's thrown in for misdirection. A lot of stuff is like, hey, look over here, look over here, look over here, look over here. Gotcha, fucker. Which and they've great. already done it a couple of times, and I'm fine with oh, that. It's fun. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Fuck. I'm so excited for the future. Um, the, the, I, I, so, I, think, I was going to say, Betty, what questions do you have other than who exactly was uh, he or remains? Well, I, you know, again, I, I understood that he was going, he is a prominent character in the comic books, but I wasn't sure what role he played with this multiverse. So that answered my question. Um, outside of that, you know, I really don't have any, I know this is a workup to what's going to come in future projects and movies. So that's good enough. I just I was curious who, who gotcha. this dude was from the comics, you know, because like, <laughs> great, great acting, excellent episode for the acting. I mean, gotta love it. Yeah, I'm he so plays happy that, that slightly off because I've been alive too long. Character very well, <laughs> and 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 alone. So yeah, you know. If they ever, because not only have I been alive for eons, but I've also been alone for eons, and I'm a little bit of a raven nut bar. If uh, if they ever had cast Jonathan Majors to play the same race of people that um, uh, the Collector and uh, I can't think of his name on uh, Sakar in Ragnarok, uh, Jeff Goldblum's Jeff character. Goldblum's character, yeah, because they're the same race. Um, and they're they're always like quirky and a little weird. Mm-hmm. If they got Jonathan Majors to play that role, I'd be like, yeah, he'd fucking nail it. Though arguably, I think Jonathan Nail Jonathan Majors would nail any role that he's given. So there's that too. He's a good actor. Uh fuck. It was I don't so I don't you know what 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 about the kiss? Oh <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean <laughs> thought it was hot. So hot. <laughs> making out with yourself. <laughs> it's just, I, 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 I think with that. Somebody, somebody did a somebody did a joke in um uh on on Twitter that was like when Loki and Sylvie kissed and it was like somebody kissing their mirror. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's it, I it's weird, but it's not weird. It shouldn't be weird, but it's still weird. You know, it's one of these things, but yeah. So that happened. Um, a lot of people are saying that it's incestual and I'm like, they're not no. fucking brother and sister. They're the same person. They're the same person. It's not, you know, I get where you're coming from. It does feel incestual, <sighs> but it's not, you know, no. it's just, it's got that, that hint of it might be, but it's not, you know, Yeah, <laughs> I get it. It's weird. I understand, but yeah, I can't hate on it. It is what it is. I, mean, I, I don't find it to be weird at all. I think it's perfectly natural to be that in love with yourself. I don't think that, <laughs> that level of narcissism is natural, but <laughs> who's going to understand you better than you? Who are you going to connect with better than well, you? Well, obviously they were just... not connecting there at the end. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, where did, that's another question I have is like, what implications did that ending have? Because where did she send him exactly? Is it like, I, I, because the TVA is supposed to be outside of the timeline. So what the fuck? Where is Loki? Where is he? Yeah, well, when that happened, um, you know, 
one of the, I think one of the first things Jeff said is uh, he's on a different timeline. And I'm like, no, if the TVA spot is supposed to be outside the timeline. He can't be on a different timeline because the TVA is outside of all timelines. So yeah, what the hell is going on here? Why? I, everything's changed and it's like, okay. Yeah. Did, did we start a different sacred timeline? I, I don't, but it wouldn't even make I, sense to say it that way, considering where the TVA, TVA is. I'm very thoroughly confused about that. I but am I love confused that I am. as well. Oh, God, I, I hate seeing things coming. I like, I love when I can speculate for weeks and weeks and weeks, and it just doesn't come to fruition. I'm like, yes, fucking get me, fucking trick me. <laughs> so, and you know, they don't know who he is once once he jumps in, which, you know. In the other one, Loki was, you know, they they were all wanting to get a Loki. Everybody wants to capture a Loki. You know, the Loki is the variant of choice. And now they're like, who are you? Are you from accounting? And it's like, what? Yeah. Where did Renslayer <laughs> go? Where, uh, like, what the fuck is she up to? Um, yeah. What the fuck exactly is Miss Minutes? Like, the last thing that we saw of her was she gave um, Renslayer information and then Renslayer leaves, and we're just like, okay, what? Hey, want to give us agent. anything? She's yeah, a double but agent. Who? But for who? Oh, it's exciting. It's fucking exciting. So I'm do happy. you think... Do you think Sylvie is going to continue on in the um, Marvel Universe in the movies, or do you think it's still going to be... Um, Loki, Loki. Will, I mean, I, I, as far as I can say to that is we'll definitely have to see because it's it's unclear whether she's going to stay in the Citadel and control the time stream. Um, like, it's, it's just unclear exactly to how that's going to play out. It, we might not even see Sylvie until, uh, like, like, I'll put it this way when is season two of Loki? Because that's going to be a big factor right there is if we're going to see her again. Are we going to see season two of Loki before we see Quantumania? Will Quantumania even tie into this? Like, will the multiverse deal with the TVA outside of the time stream? Like, it, there's a lot that is so up in the air after this episode that I have, I can't even remotely speculate yet. Yeah. Um, I hope we see Sylvie again, straight up just because I think Sofia DiMartino is uh, perfect. Uh, I hope and we I, see Alligator Loki again. <laughs> I want the Alligator Loki plush very badly. Um, what is the story with Alligator Loki? Nothing. He's uh, uh, There have been like encyclopedic knowledge guys of Marvel lore who... Um, pointed out very clearly and plainly that every single Loki variant that we saw other than kid Loki, classic Loki and president Loki are brand spanking new, not from yeah. the comic. So, oh. well, alligator Loki was a great choice. I hope wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. I think I oh, fucking, adore there's a story Loki. there that needs to be told. <laughs> so Richard, uh, Richard Grant talked about how uh, he would love to do a show that's like the adventures of classic Loki and alligator Loki. 
And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Fucking green light it, Feige. Let's go. That would the, be horrible. This show also had some great fucking uh, uh, surprise cast moments that I just wasn't expecting, especially the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Richard Grant, like, I'd love to see classic Loki talking to uh, He Who Remains, <laughs> just because it's. Richard Grant and fucking Jonathan Majors acting in a scene. Good lord, fuck it! I, I I I loved Wandavision. I really liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. I fucking adore Loki. I fucking love this show so much. I might watch the whole fucking thing again. Just yeah. fuck it. Why not? This was the only show that my dad actually wanted to stay up and watch after midnight. Um. We would every Tuesday night, like we would watch the like at eleven o'clock. We'd watch last week's, and then at twelve, we'd watch the new episode. And that speaks yeah. volumes. Well, it's like we've been getting up early on Wednesdays to watch it together before he has to go to work. So you know, it's like we pulled it out this morning and managed to get everything done before he had to take Loki and to get spade and then go to work so i mean yeah this one is this one's definitely my favorite so far um apparently people are still arguing on the internet about that loki's gender (laughs) yeah um why 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 did he he fuck the horse he fucked the horse loki is whatever loki wants to be loki is gender fluid completely It means species fluid. Yeah. I mean, how do you unless the god wants to genderize themselves, how do you how do you put a gender on that? I mean, he can Uh, he gave he he, his kids are a wolf and a half dead thing and a snake that's eating the world. And you want to say, Oh, Loki's a man? What are you talking about? I I did see a, a, a critique on on TikTok that I thought was interesting when it came to uh, a, a specific line in last week's episode. And it's when uh, Loki says to the other variant, Loki is like, have you ever seen a female variant of us? To which they respond, no, it sounds terrifying. <laughs> uh, people were upset by that because what they, what they interpreted that as is that um, a female variant of Loki would be bad or something to that effect and i'm like that's not how i took no, it i took it as oh my god could you imagine us as a woman we would be terrorizing this entire universe yeah you know that's a scary thought <laughs> and and by far like sylvie was the most like determined and 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 arguably powerful of all the lokis that we saw other than richard e grants but he also had a lot more time to refine his powers I love that meme I found. Angry old man yells at Cloud. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Oh, shit. All right. Well, let's go ahead and give it a grade. Move on to the next thing. Um, I'm just going to nail it out of here. A fucking plus across the board. Uh, I'm going to watch the episode again because I I need to. Uh, I'm excited for fucking the future of the MCU. I'm excited for multiverse stuff. Bring on what if. Bring on fucking... Uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness, No Way Home. I, I, uh, I can't get enough. 
I can't get enough Marvel right now. Like I, I'm, I'm so happy that every single month we get a new Marvel thing. Like uh, that, that, that's exciting on its own. So, yeah, A plus. Also, also put Jonathan Majors in more shit, everybody. Like he's a tour de force, straight up. So there's that. Anyway, uh, Betty. Oh, I, yeah, definitely give this one um, an A plus. Again, it leaves me wanting more, and I'm glad to know that we're getting a second season because. It definitely, this is a story that needs to continue. I love it. Just the characters alone are great. And, you know, this one, again, like y'all said, it's been my favorite out of all the ones so far. So definitely an A-plus for me. What about you, Luna? What do you give it? Luna says says B-minus because she doesn't. She She wants a cat Loki. Yeah, she wants a cat Loki. You want a cat Loki? Yeah. Maya? Well, um, I'm honestly shocked that we got a season two. Uh, I was surprised by that because Kevin Feige has said in interviews, these first three initial Marvel shows were just leading into phase four. He said they were one shot. So there was a bit of misinformation, misdirection there. Uh, you know, I'm tired of listening credit- to anybody involved because they've all lied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Russo's lied, Kevin Feige's lied, but that's okay, you know, because I like these little swerves. It's like yeah, Loki will return really in season two. It was like, oh shit, oh fuck yeah. Uh, but this was a lot of fun. I was surprised that we got like a variant Kang. I'm surprised that they did it in a TV show. Uh, they really made it to where these shows matter just as much as the theatrical releases and they've made them connect in such a way that you have to watch them to know everything that's going on. It's really clever. And this show did that in spades and it did it well. I mean, I have to give it an A plus because of that. Uh, wholeheartedly agree. All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for Loki. That's, that's all she wrote on season one. Uh, we're gonna review uh what if right right there guys we're gonna review i, what if. I mean it's it's a month away i've i know it's seven episodes it's 10 is it 10 i thought yeah. it was seven it's 10 um uh when they showed that first trailer it was uh said on some fucking marvel site that it was 10 oh. so 10 different stories was it gonna be over ten weeks then? Yeah, un- yeah, unfortunately. So the first episode will be uh, um, Captain Carter. Yeah, like, what, what if, if Peggy, Peggy Carter had drank the super serum instead? Uh, and then episode two will be what if uh, Yondu picked up T'Challa instead of Peter? Gotcha, gotcha. Which actually, I guess the I guess the name of the what if is what if T'Challa was a Ravager? That's yeah. Um. I know there was one, what if uh, Killmonger had saved Tony Stark? Uh, Which is terrifying, because that's a, that's a Tony that never learned the error of his ways, and a Killmonger that's working with Tony. So, yeah, those are going to be fun, but, you know, that's a month out. So, until then... Yeah, until we'll then, we just, got no more Marvel. Yeah. But, uh, we'll just have to fly by the seat of our pants and do some uninhibiteds. Yeah, and if there's a movie that comes out that we can review, that that'll be that'll be something that uh, we can talk about in the future. But 
Well, speaking of uninhibited, why don't we move on to these questions? Um, So Betty found an article the other day that was 21 non-Americans share things in movies and TV that confuse them. Uh, That's as simple as it gets. It's basically them asking if this thing is real that we see in movies as a common trend. So we'll go through each question and we'll kind of answer it on our own experience and knowledge. And uh, hopefully it's funny or entertaining. But um, uh, the first question here is, do Americans actually like purchase fake IDs or is that a thing in movies? Totally real, totally a real thing. I never did it, but I've, I've, I've seen it. So, yeah. um, I know around here again, I, it's not something I ever did. I, I never even snuck out of the house as a teenager. So, but uh, I know a lot of people would find or like, you know, have friends that look similar to them that were a little older and they would use their license to get into places or do things, you know, and I never did it, but I knew people who did and they got away with it. Maybe that's because of the nineties and people didn't care as much. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I always like, I always had a friend who was old enough to buy alcohol and that was a thing. Or my, my, like my parents would be like, well, if you're going to get drunk, do it here at the house. Yeah. So Uh, my parents were, no, I did not drink with my parents. Um, You know, I did drink a few times as a teen, but it was basically when I was out with my friends who were older, you know, and we'd be at one of their houses and I'd have some drinks and stuff. But you know, we weren't, my parents weren't big drinkers, you know, and I'm not either. So, but yeah, yeah, it, it just wasn't a thing for me. I didn't. And typically when I went out, when I was a teenager, if I was out with my older friends, the waitress would just assume I was the same age, you know, because I was out with these older people that she knew and she would just think, okay, well, you must be of the same age. No, I wasn't. I was usually 16, 17. They were, in their early twenties and they wouldn't think twice to serve me alcohol. Now they ID everybody, which I'm glad, you know, but yeah, I took advantage of that as a teenager. You know, I got my drinks. (laughs) It's like, if she's going to bring it to me, I'm going to drink it. You know, (laughs) (laughs) when, uh, when I, when my brother was 16, um, he had like a full beard and looked older. And so he never got carded. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, again, I looked a lot older than I was. My matured very early. And uh, so I was used to not really having to show ID. And then I remember on my 18th birthday, I went into a store to buy my first pack of cigarettes. And the woman wouldn't sell them to me because she said that it was not after that date. And I was like, you're a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? Said, not after that. Date. She, she said that I could only buy cigarettes after the day I was born. No. Yeah, I know. Well. I was frustrated and angry because they weren't even for me. I just wanted to be 18 and buy a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was so pissed off. <laughs> so, yeah. So that do, you, do you remember when before they passed the law that you had to be 18 to buy them. Like I used to be 10 years old and go to the store for my mom and buy them. Yeah. Well, I did that a lot too. I mean, but we lived on bases as well. And my you know stepmother would write me a note and I go yeah. to the convenience store and, you know, 
pick up her cigarettes and her wine coolers and then get me like a soda pop and, you know, some candy and walk back to the house. You know, that was, but, that was some crazy shit back then. Yeah. Like you know, I never call. smoked them. Yeah. My parent, my mom would call and she's like, I'm sending the kids down there on their bicycles. They're going to get me some cigarettes and whatever. Yep. And then boom, we go down there, pick it up and go back home. Yeah. That's fascinating because that's never Different been a times. thing. <laughs> well, I'm not that know. much I'm not that much younger than you guys and uh thought it never flown here in California. I'm sure it did in some places. Trust oh, me. I, yeah, like <laughs> more rural players. Like I grew up kind of in a city setting, small like not not even small town, just like town. Um so I've never experienced that. Uh there was a liquor store when I was 10ish. Uh, that was like across the street from where we lived, and my mom would give us like two or three bucks to go to the store and get get like a get a snack or a candy bar or something. And at that time, had we gone over there to get her cigarettes, it wouldn't have got, it wouldn't have happened. Nah. So, um, but that's also again location, location, location. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, like uh, due to the fake ID thing, like. I never, I never really knew a friend that had one. Also, I should say that, but that was also because like a lot of my friends, you know, their parents would just, yeah, if you're gonna drink, just do it here, you know, kind of thing. So, I don't know. Anyway, uh, next question: uh, Do Americans actually have? Do Americans actually have to climb rope in gym class, or is that just in movies? I've never had that in any school I ever went to. We uh, did. Yeah, we did, and it was just like you know they would want you. It's it's a knotted rope. It's like twenty feet long, tied to the ceiling, and there's a knot every foot, and they want you to make it all the way to the top. And I would just be like, no, <laughs> not like, well, you gotta <laughs> climb it. You gotta climb it. I was like, I don't have to. I was like, I'll hang on it. And I would stand I would stand on the bottom knot and just hold on to it. And I was like, this is as far as I'm going. Yeah. Um maybe that's a torturous southern thing. Uh no, because my, my dad explained that he had the same thing in his high school. Um and he's low he went to high school in California. So Yeah, well I think it's a it's a hangover from a bygone era that shouldn't right. be going on still because you know it's, it's dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> Well, they had a big mat down below, like a foot and a half thick. I want to drop off that. No, it's still dangerous. <laughs> no. I mean, some of these some of these people in gym class, they would climb up to the top and then just let go just so they could fall to that mat. Good for you, monkey. I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I, said, they, I said these. Did said they teach these you square dancing? Oh, yes. There was, yes, we had to yeah, learn how to square dance. That seems like I said it's not like that's not even a thing I knew it existed. We had to learn how to square dance. I mean, wow. this is from elementary school at least through middle school, and I think some people even continued it in the high school. No, nah, yeah, the most awkward uh, PE class ever is when we're learning how to square dance. Nobody wants to touch anybody else, but it still has to go on. I'm like, why? And then you always, 
I remember when I went to uh, Central in Bristol, they um, they brought in a guy with a fiddle and put him up in front of the microphone. And he's literally up there, swing your partner round and round. And I'm just like, what is this? What hell have I landed into right now? <laughs> for wow. those of you that don't know, fiddle is Southern for violin. <laughs> <laughs> My dad swears up and down there is a difference between a fiddle and a violin. I'm like, there's not. It's just how you play it. Yeah. Um, all right. So I mean, a quick Google, a quick Google search. Carry um, on. <laughs> I was confident that there was no difference. If there is a difference, please show me. But I've never seen a difference. Anyway, nope, the next there the, is there is no difference to the same four string instrument generally played with a bow, strummed or plucked. Uh, it's just the association of music styles. Yeah, that is the only difference. That's funny. Um, next question is: Do Americans really have to take the Pledge of Allegiance in kindergarten, or is this just a movie? Seems kind of brainwashy. It's brainwashy. It's a hundred percent brainwashy. It's indoctrination, a thousand percent. I hate it. I don't understand it. But yeah, um, I like how they phrase it to take the Pledge of Allegiance because, you know, I. It, what do you do in the mornings? You say the Pledge of Allegiance. We say say. We don't say take the Pledge of Allegiance. Or recite it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, I don't see it as a five-year-old taking a pledge to, you know, protect their country, you know, <laughs> get their AKs out and shoot up the, you know, <laughs> it's, and then, you know, again, we don't have to say it. I mean, we I know they instituted it in school, we, so we did. don't have to say it. We did have to. Uh, there was a we whole... were not allowed to refuse it. I oh, got... I refused it. Yeah. I got, once I, I realized that, that was a possibility, I know. I, I, once I realized that was a possibility and well within my First Amendment's rights, I never stood up for the pledge again. So <laughs> I, I got paddled for not saying it. Oh, that man. Still be no, that in wouldn't school. have lied. No. Why do I feel like, like we're not? you're not that much... Like, my sister is a year older than you, Maya, and your guys' school experiences are drastically fucking different because it feels like where you went to school was still stuck in the 60s. Oh, it was. You got to understand, Appalachia is way behind the rest of the country when it comes to things, you know. Uh -huh. and it, our education system is severely lacking, and it's still instituting... Uh, policies that have been around since the 60s it doesn't make any sense it's no. just there there is this tradition in the south that we think that uh well the south tends to think as a whole that if if you want your kids to grow up to be good citizens you got to physically beat it into them and the school's got a responsibility in that as well. Paddling was a thing here. It still is a thing here in a lot of different schools. Wow. I That's what I would like to know. Wow. Know? I didn't know that. That's fucking, that is crazy. Yeah. So, I mean. In yeah. elementary school, I literally was paddled every day from kindergarten through seventh grade. What were that's you doing? Abuse. Yeah, right. I, I am very outspoken and defiant and don't like authority figures or being controlled. I'm shocked. Sorry, I've yeah. known you for a long time, Maya, and that is not nothing new to me. That's not nothing new. 
questioning questioning authority here is not okay. So I still did it anyway. I was like, to be fair, I was a kid who was like, why? Okay, why? Okay, why? That doesn't make sense. Okay, why? Tell me this. I was the kid who told the teacher they were wrong. Try, I was um, say, actually, that's me, my, not correct. <laughs> my uh, my brother and I got in a lot of trouble for that as well. But all they would do over here is like send us to detention or something to that effect. It was never physical. There oh, never I never got paddled in school. So, no, that didn't happen to me. I had a teacher that fucking drilled holes into her paddle so it would leave welts and little yeah. circle, circle-shaped welts on your ass. The whistle Jesus paddle. Christ. Good Lord. Let's move on to yeah. That is, that is <laughs> um, this one's a little less fucking holy shit traumatic. Um, in Hollywood movies and TV shows, why do families always have a huge glass jug of orange juice in the fridge or on the table? Do Americans freshly squeeze their their juice on mass? Is it in can- is it decanted from a plastic carton? Is this all a lie? I mean, depends on the situation, really, but. Uh, you know, if they're trying to evoke a wholesome family environment, you're going to find, you know, the things you would find from a 1950s, you know, be a good housewife commercial. You're going to have your orange juice, your bacon, your eggs, your pancakes, you know, maybe some cereal, some toast. Uh, it's just to evoke a feeling in the people watching the movie. Do most yeah. Americans have this shit? No, I wouldn't say that we do on a regular basis we, we don't not on the regular but yeah. it, no. it would be a thing that we would bust out on a big family setting yeah like now if our families Sunday, get together, there will be juice <laughs> and there will be a pitcher mm-hmm. of some sort but that's like that's that's it like i know that in a lot of movies and tv shows you'll see like this big ass banquet on the fucking uh, table for breakfast and somebody like grabs a piece of toast and and takes a shot of juice or something and then leaves out the door without eating any of it. Um, I think that's but, on here. Is it? Okay. I think that's yeah. one of the questions. Uh, but that's so fucking rare. Like, that, hey, that never fucking happens. We don't. That, that scenario, yeah, but. most of us don't uh, fresh squeeze our juice either. We buy it either frozen concentrate or in a jug what? Uh, now, from the grocery in store. The, in the 80s, it was very popular, fresh squeezing your own juice. And people were running out and buying juicers to do that and then realizing, oh, shit, it takes like 12 oranges for a half a glass of juice. And it's not as good as the shit in the carton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that. Uh, what is that artist? I can't think of his fucking name, but he always drew uh, uh, very realistic paintings or pictures of. Um, of. Uh, Norman Rockwell. Norman Rockwell. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. It, it, whenever you see a a, a a a a commercial or something that has you know the the picture on the table, that's very Rockwellian. That's all. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that they're trying to evoke a feeling in you. That's yeah. And they're playing on you know your sense of nostalgia. Exactly. So, um, all right. Next question. Because we'll probably recycle on that again. Uh, do people actually sit in the bathroom during lunch, or is that an American movie thing? I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. If you're not the popular kid in school, you've eaten your lunch in the bathroom before. I've never done that. 
and I've never been popular. So I'm not, I genuinely, I'm like, no. I, I, I never have eaten lunch I've, in the bathroom <laughs> just to I've get away from people. It. I've not done it because I don't want to, you know, eat where I shit. <laughs> it's kind of my attitude towards it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But I've known but... people too that have done it. Yeah. I now, mean, I know people that would spend their lunch breaks like at work in the bathroom. No, nah, I wouldn't do it at work. See, that's the thing. If I, if I was in the bathroom at work, I was taking a shit. I never had food in there with me. And the girls' bathroom, I don't think any girl ever took a shit in there. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, it was one of those things. I was one of those people, I, and I still am. Cafeterias and lunchtime was a very big anxiety-filled thing for me. So just being able to escape somewhere where it's quiet and nobody else is at. Yeah. See the, I mean, the, too much stimulation. What's funny about that is I would never choose the bathroom for that scenario. Because I'm the same way. I, I get a lot of anxiety when being around other people, especially in the cafeteria. So what I would do is I'd usually go to the library or uh, find a secluded spot somewhere behind um, like the math hall or something to that effect. Um, I was even part of a thing called Kerr News, which was Joseph Kerr was the school I went to. And I was part of their like the, the morning news announcement thing. And we would actually film and edit uh, segments that like for sports stuff or or. You know, if there was a class present, like an election sort of thing. Um, and that room was always open to us. So that's where I'd hide. That's where I'd go and hang out or eat my lunch. I, like, I know the high school I graduated from had um, put a kibosh on kids eating in the library. Uh, yeah, our library is strict. Yeah. Like, you can't have anything in here, not even candy. And she cuts you with gum, you got detention. And our, I also got bullied in the bathroom a lot, so I think that's why I avoided the bathroom. Oh, I, I always just snuck off and went to the gym. If I got bored in class, I'd go to the gym and shoot basketball. And the coach down there, Coach Bragg, he was like, what class are you skipping now? I was like, does it matter? He's like, no. And we just start playing basketball. It's like Tennessee High had the vocation area steps, which I'm pretty sure to this day is where kids still go to smoke weed. Um, because the last time I was there was about 15 years ago and I'd gone to pick up my little sister who was enrolled there at the time and we went through that part of the building as soon as I opened up that stairwell just whoosh I was like oh so I see some things have not changed you know (laughs) (laughs) but then at East we the way East was set up it was like two round circles and then um a long interconnection in between that had like all the lockers, the bathroom, the cafeteria, the offices and stuff. And then the circles had like classrooms in them. And then you had to walk up a set of steps to go up to the vocational area in the back. And, you know, again, the bathrooms were very easy locations and most of the girls there just went in there to smoke. That was one of the big problems. If I was in there, everybody's like, you got to smoke. No, I don't smoke. You know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so they, they was, weren't used that often. When I was doing lunch lady work. Yes, I still call it that, even though I'm not a lady. Um, for the high school, I uh, 
there was a situation. I remember exactly what it was 100%, but I know that like uh, kids were, were vaping in the bathrooms. So uh, they had to like give keys out or something. I don't remember what it was exactly, but I started laughing because I was just like, it's such a new thing. And oh, that's what it was. My bad. That's what it was. We kept having um, the uh, uh, fire alarm go off because kids were vaping in the bathroom. That's what it was. Doing dragon clouds, huh? Fucking hilarious. I was like, all right, kids, like you gotta fucking understand you're you're fucking up everything. And they would they wouldn't realize what they were doing and they'd hide the vape and you know, meet everyone else at and then the fire department would get there and be like, nothing's happening. What the fuck's it gonna be? But it was so funny. Um number six, do American teens actually go to the movies as much as they do in movies and TV? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. When like, I was younger, I went to the movies weekly. Yeah. yeah. Every sometimes week. sometimes multiple times a week. <laughs> sometimes multiple times in a day. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my friend and I we would um we'd we'd pay to see one movie and then sneak into another. I mean what uh, what do y'all do elsewhere? I mean, what are you doing? I mean yeah, as that's, a teenager, that's, what are you doing? Like like Shannon here who asked the question, I'm like, did you not? <laughs> I didn't think that was like an American thing specifically, but I mean maybe it's a thing where, you know, again, like the UK, you can drink when you're 16. I guess you're doing pub crawls instead of <laughs> going to movies. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that seems like a very off question to me. Uh, the next one is, do American high school cheerleaders usually wander around school in uniform or do the sitcoms and movies lie to the rest of the world? It depends. Depends on the school, but ours, they did. See, because for our school, it was only when there was a football game happening, or if it was like something to do with like school pride week or whatever. Other yeah, than that, yeah, that's, reason, that's, yeah, there was a there reason, was a reason for, for it. But no, they didn't wear on, it. Yeah, they didn't come to school every day dressed up as a cheerleader. Right. No, no. That's that's kind of how like this question is posed. Yeah, and it's like it's like yes and no, but like what what are you asking? Because if you're talking about certain movies, and I get where she's coming from. No, they don't. That's not like an everyday fucking thing. But if it's if it's circumstantial, yes. But that's there. You know, that there. That's there's a point to it. There's a reason behind it. It's not just because they have the outfit and they want to wear it because they think it looks cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, number eight: Do American schools actually have students do newsroom style announcements every morning, or is that just a movie thing? Yes, they do. One hundred percent. I was part yep. of it. We we had them. I wasn't a part of it. They said uh, that I was not allowed near a microphone. <laughs> My principal, he loved me to death, but he was just like, you're not getting near a microphone. <laughs> I love that. Because uh, you're mischievous. I, yeah, I, I kind of go with your principal on this one. I don't think I would have in his position either. <laughs> this one, this one is troubled. Do not let this one near the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you have no shame, Maya. That's that's the difference between you and I. Like, you put me on a mic and I immediately get fucking anxiety, like borderline anxiety attack. You're like, no, like I will, fu- I will fuck up everything. You let me near a mic. <laughs> that's what I do. Oh shit! But yeah, no, but I was yeah. Uh, yeah, the 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 Kerr news thing I was a part of wasn't just like a morning news thing. It was like filmed, edited, and presented, um, like a like a newsroom sort of thing. Uh, that uh, 
was it was put on the TVs in each classroom, and it was I think it was it was every other day, so it was only Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Did you guys have Channel One? We also had that. What's Channel One? It was the an Glee actual. Filling? It was an actual professionally broadcasted thing for high schools. That uh, we had it for a year or two, but then we went into doing our own stuff. They were a little school. liberal. Uh, but yeah, they, Lisa Ling, you know who Lisa Ling is, right? With CNN? Uh, sounds familiar. Well, she she started out on Channel One. That was her first uh, journalist gig. I don't think I've ever seen that. Huh. Interesting. Nothing, I nothing thought it sparking been, any kind of memory. I thought it would, would have been bigger in a place like California, but yeah, we... I remember having it at uh, Virginia High, Tennessee High, and East. We had it in all of them. So, I mean, if it counts for anything, the school district thought I was borderline fucking like super special needs because I just didn't do my homework. So, um, one of the biggest things I dealt with, especially in like ninth and tenth grade, was uh, I had to be in remedial English in, per- in first period. Um, and uh, the teacher, Mrs. Lutz, I fucking love her, by the way. She recognized that I didn't belong there immediately. She was like, your your comprehension, your reading skills are way higher than what I teach. So she made a deal with me to where like I could get a bunch of extra credit for reading the books that the other kids were getting to read. Um, and uh, she would give me like, she would have to do little book reports. And I still remember to this day, she had me do um, a book report on... Uh, Lord of the Flies. And oh uh, wow. Um she believed in you. Oh yeah, 100%. And I did it and I even brought up the point that what the art author was was it's it, the analogy that the author was getting at was the proletariat in England at the time. Um and the politics in England at the time. And she was just like, "How did you figure that out?" And I was like, "Well, we're learning about it right now and it just made sense." I looked up when the book came out and, and what, you know, where the author lived and, and uh, two and two. And she goes, uh, wow. I don't know. understand at all why you're in remedial English. I was like, me neither. And you're then, remedial. Uh, that's why. Hmm. I'm gonna punch you, Maya. Um, We've covered this on the show yes, before. You're remedial. You're remedial. Uh, but that might've been why I've never seen channel one, honestly, but regardless uh next question okay this is a genuine question because i thought this was a haha this only happens in american movies thing do people actually boil their hot dogs they sure as fuck do and i don't get it because it's kind of gross yeah, yeah i don't do, and it's gross i don't think it's gross i, I do. boiled hot dogs i mean i've also boiled kielbasa and then um broiled it I've grilled kielbasa. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't. Typically, I use a microwave to make my hot dogs. I just oh. stick them in a microwave for you know like thirty seconds, and they're yeah, that's, completely done. They're done, and I eat them, and it's yeah, good. That's that's when I like want a quick like little meal, and I and I just throw some mustard on it and fucking chow down. But the, I think the reason boiling hot dogs is gross to me is just because hot dogs are already cooked realistically yeah um and you're just like you're just making gross hot dog water at that point so just throw it in the hot microwave. ham water 
Well, I mean, and water. You know, it's a it's a quick and easy way to do it if you don't have like a grill or a microwave. You know, you boil a hot dog for five minutes, it heats it up. I mean, it's basically sausage. You know, people boil sausage. That's gross. It's so gross to me. I I hate it. It's it again. It's it's boiled meat. It's not really you know. Nobody gives a shit about the water. We're not doing anything with the water. I worked at a gas station where we had um, we kept a crock pot of hot dogs that they kept on boil. You know they well they boiled them and then they kept it on you know heat and a crock pot of chili that the dude who owned the uh, gas station's wife made at home and brought in, you know, and we sold these hot dogs on the daily at this podunk gas station in the middle of bluff city, which is a one red light town and people ate it up, man. They loved it. They loved these cheap ass little shitty hot dogs and chilies that this guy's wife made for this podunk gas station in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. My whole <laughs> attraction against the boiled preparation is and a lot of places still boil them because it's an easy way to make a lot of them in mass. Yep. Um, they don't shake them off and dry them before yeah. you slap it on the bun. And then you got a soggy bun. That's well, my again, I absolutely it. recommend if you are going to boil your hot dogs, which is a perfectly fun and acceptable way to cook your hot dogs. Make sure you dry them off before you put them in the bun. You don't want a soggy well, bun. You. Nobody likes a soggy bun. And that's why you have tongs, and that's why you have uh, bounty paper towels. Just do it. Nobody likes that. But yes, boiled hot dogs are fine. They taste great. I'll they tell you what. This, you ever tried to? You ever tried a deep fried hot dog? No. I, I that, did at a restaurant. That snap! Oh my goodness! I bet. I was going to say with this heat, all I have is soggy buns, but hmm. uh, swamp ass. Oh, dude, it's so bad. It's okay. I have swamp tits. So, <laughs> <laughs> me too. Uh, next question, uh, which is a unbelievable yes. So I'm not exactly sure why I'm reading it, but here we go. Uh, do Americans really put liquid butter on their popcorn when going to the movies, or is that just something you see on TV? Yes, it's fucking delicious. Why don't you? <laughs> I ask well, for extra. Yeah. Of that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like a we fan. Go to the theater. Like we go to the theater and they're like, "Do you want butter?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I want extra butter, please." Can you like put some popcorn in, then some butter, then more popcorn, then the butter instead of just all of it on the top at once? And then after they give it to me, there's another little the butter dispenser, and I'm just like shaking it up and fucking pouring the butter on top of that shit. Yeah, fun fact. Actually, it's not real butter. But it's not. No. Yeah, it's oil. It's a butter flavored oil, and it's yeah. delicious. I'm not a fan out of. Um, theater popcorn period whether it has that on it or not i just i'm not a fan of that um i like popcorn at home uh but i don't i don't put oil on it you know i season it but yeah that, that is a thing people love their um butter covered popcorn at the theater i ain't thing Mm-hmm. I don't do it is a huge thing. I don't do popcorn at the theater anymore because I like there's two theaters really close to my house. I don't have to make a day of it. And it's also really fucking expensive. So I just don't do it. But uh but yeah, it's like Maya says, like it's drowning in fucking butter. And oh, yeah. why the fuck not? It's delicious. Um it's a treat, is what it is. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go to the movies three, four times a year, so it's not like I have this on a regular basis. Right. And some theaters serve nachos and hot dogs. You know, many I mean, pizzas. Pretzels. There's some theaters that yeah, this the pinnacle. You know, they have pizza, they have nachos, they have. I think they have burgers. Oh wow! I'm not sure. I'd have to look there's at the menu next time I go over there. There's a theater that's about 45 minutes from where I live, and they're straight up a restaurant that's also part theater. Yeah, yeah, I've known places like that to where you go in, you order an actual like three course fucking meal, and they bring it to you, and you sit and dine at a table. You dine at a table that just happens to have a movie theater seat. I wonder if the cinema is going to do that because that um, the Beefo Brady's is no longer a Beefo Brady's. Uh, it didn't really have a chance to get off the ground, but they decided to go ahead and keep it as a restaurant. I wonder if they're going to incorporate it into. Oh, the did the cinema? Experience. Did the cinema just absorb it? Yeah. Because and when the cinema first opened back in the nineties, remember they had a restaurant service. I don't remember it. The first time I think I went to the Abingdon Cinema was. Um, when I went to see um, episode one. Mm. So, yeah, I don't remember it. I remember it being a game place. Mm-hmm. They had laser tag. They had a big arcade. Yeah. And that, cars. that didn't last long. Nope. I mean, they've had a lot of different things in there, but I would be curious if they did start doing like a, a food and theater presentation. But yeah, we love our food and our movies together. And the greasier, the better. Oh, yeah. Americans love it. Like, if you think that movie theaters are bad with greasy food, go to a fucking state fair. Yeah. Everything is deep fried. Yeah, dare you Everything. find something that's not deep fried. <laughs> um, I mean, the cotton candy isn't usually deep fried, but I wouldn't put I've a pass in the try. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen better dipped deep fried cotton candy before. I've never seen deep fried cotton candy as anything anywhere. <laughs> like, that's fascinating. That's, wow. Anyway, so this next question is uh, pretty funny to me. Uh, why do Americans in movies always go to diners in the middle of the night and knock back an entire jug of coffee? Why are you drinking coffee at 1 a.m.? Well, usually, little Leah, in those movies, there's a reason behind it. Like, they have to stay up. But, yes, we do. I'm drinking coffee at 1 a.m. and then I curl right up and go to fuck to sleep. I'm yeah. drinking coffee from the time I get up to the time I go to sleep. There's just no, no, no caffeine after midday for me. Fuck it. I they found I I went and I had lab work done. They found traces of blood in my coffee stream. Okay. <laughs> I think that for the you know for a majority of Americans, they don't consume caffeine. The way the rest of the world does, you know, I mean, caffeine is an all day drink here, you know, from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you're likely to be drinking stuff with caffeine in it. I have um, a, uh, I have a problem with caffeine. So last, uh, not yesterday, I was, because we didn't do it, but our last session of D and had, I drink two Mountain Dews. I barely drink caffeine now because it, it fucks with my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday was real fucking rough real fucking rough for me because I just had like this recoil from too much caffeine. But yeah, I've never been a caffeine. Caffeine and I don't mix well either. So I get you on that. And I, I drink tea, which doesn't have as much caffeine in it. I don't touch coffee. I don't touch energy drinks. 
you know, because yeah, I would just be jittering everywhere, you know, it would not be a fun experience. Yeah. But I think for the majority of Americans, yeah, caffeine is a, from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, it just doesn't, it's so habitual yeah. that it doesn't really affect people anymore. Right. I was going to say, if you ask me what substance is more used in America, caffeine or coffee, uh, sorry, caffeine or, or alcohol is what I meant to say. Um, I'd say it's a fucking close tight race. Cause we mix that shit. Yeah. I was, like, yeah I, mean, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, Jaeger bombs. I mean, that's that's Red Bull and Jaeger. I'm just yep. like, oh, I, I think Red Bull. Which is two flavors, two flavors I hate that don't go well together. I don't understand it, but whatever. They'll get you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Four locos are also fucking disgusting, and that's like an energy drink alcohol thing. So, um, all right, the next one. Uh, this one says American oomphs or oomfs and i th i think that's like something something motherfuckers but whatever um do y'all actually get on the bed or couch with your shoes on or is this really just the stupidest thing i'm seeing in movies and tv what movies and tv are you watching where this is a thing first off secondly no um yes pardon me misty never takes her shoes off so she puts them on the bed or couch she sleeps yep. in her shoes. Yep. Okay, that's that's an outlier. For the yeah. rest of us, we don't typically do that. No, yeah, I mean, she keep, she she has well, she has regular outdoor shoes and she has house shoes. Now she will sleep in her house shoes. I'm, I'm going to add this next. I'm add this next question to this discussion before you finish that thought, Maya. I'm going to add this next question to this <sighs> conversation because it goes and entices. Why do Americans wear shoes in the house? So now we can talk about both questions in one conversation. She says that she doesn't like grit on her bare feet. I re I retort to her as if you didn't wear your shoes through the house after you came from outside, there wouldn't be grit in the fucking floor. Touche. I I but, I understand exactly where she's coming from because with my SPD, that that is a thing for me as well, and we have um, laminated floors, so. I get up every morning and the first thing I do is sweep because I cannot stand having particles in my feet, but I also hate wearing shoes because when I come home, the first thing to come off is my shoes. Then it's the bra, you know, <laughs> then it's the wig. <laughs> my you know, I'm wearing one. So yeah, I, I get it. I get where she's coming from, but to wear shoes constantly would drive me insane. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't do it. I, uh, uh, I, I, a lot of my body heat is activated through my feet's temperature. And if my feet are hot, I'm hot. And so the second that I come home after having my shoes on all day, I kick them the fuck off immediately. So um, do you sleep with one foot underneath the cut uh, out from underneath the covers at night? Yep. I do. Usually. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes both. You know what sucks? That's the foot that cut off <sighs> outside the cover foot. You got to change the size of the bed or then because for me, it depends on, you know, how I'm laying as to which foot is going to go outside the covers is my uh, temperature gauge. You know, <laughs> I mean, my it's, dad, it's all dependent. My dad has to wear shoes around the house, but that's because um, one of his, I think it's his right foot might be both feet now, but they are uh, I arguably perpetually asleep. Like it's always tingly for him. 
And so stepping on carpet like makes it really bad. Oh yeah. So he has to have shoes on, but it's just, they're just slip on shoes. Like they're, they're not like technically outdoor shoes, but also that's circumstantial. It's highly circumstantial. Yeah. No, we're barefoot in the house people all the way. I mean, as soon as we come in, we take our shoes well, off. We don't walk the thing around is, with them. Yeah. A lot of people that I know too, when I go to their house, they have little shoe racks at their door. Mm-hmm. Like they're, it's not a common thing. I think to walk around your house with shoes on, at least not from my experience, especially now, if you have carpet. Uh, yeah, we have we have carpet throughout the, most of the apartment. You know, the kitchen and the bathroom are linoleum, but I'm supposed to wear shoes when I have my leg on. But I take the shoe because you know prosthetic. It's a it's slicker surface. No. And and uh, that's the thing. I take the shoe off anyway because I hate fucking wearing shoes. And my prosthetist, he was like, you actually walk around the house with no shoes on, even on your prosthetic? I was like, yeah. He's like, isn't that dangerous? Do you have carpet? I was like, yeah. He's like, why are you, Why do you do that? I was like, because I hate shoes. Yeah. You know, and I want to be even. I want to have a shoe on a prosthetic and then one off the other, not on the other foot and be uneven, be a half inch higher on one side than the other. Just always walk with a limp. Well, I always walk with a limp anyway, but still. Or I guess yeah. a bigger, bigger limp. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like that, that seemed like that was not a, to me, that was not a yes. I didn't, I don't, I, and I also don't know what movie or TV show they're watching where somebody is sitting on the couch with their feet up and shoes on. I don't. I what fucking thing are they watching where that's a thing? It's like even when I go to my friend's house and we're sitting outside on their couch on the back <coughs> deck, I take my shoes off before I put my feet on their outdoor couch. You know, well, <laughs> I mean, and that's so that's ingrained the thing from, in me. I think feet are the grossest thing on the fucking human body, uh, next to the butthole maybe. But fucking human <laughs> feet, like feet are gross. They Not are. even just human feet, like. Dog feet are gross. They smell like fucking uh, uh, corn chips. And the... Yeah, they're yelling at me because uh, I, me- I mentioned how their feet smell like corn chips. Um, feet are gross. So I won't even put feet up on the couch. I won't put feet up on uh, like um, my buddy Andy, when I was at his house, he has the same thing about feet. Maybe not as bad as me, but uh, one of his kids just was like using a pillow that you put your fucking head on as a footrest and he's like you fucking quit that shit now and i was like yeah uh you know i'm with your dad don't do that <laughs> if my head oh. goes where where if my head goes there don't put your fucking feet there i love to prop my feet up on pillows but you that, have that, you have feet pillows yeah for that yeah, kind of thing pill- yeah pillows or pillows nope incorrect pillows or pillows incorrect <laughs> that is wrong there. What about stumps? How do you feel about stumps? There's not a foot there anymore. Well, it's not constantly on the ground. It's not constantly sweating like a foot is. So I'm not grossed out by a stump. Actually, I'm grossed it, out by feet. Actually, it does sweat because it's in that gel. But I didn't, I didn't say it sweats like a foot. You ought to smell it. It has to be scrubbed. <laughs> I'm not stump, saying it Greg. doesn't. Well, that's same with my fucking armpit. Like, my, my armpit also needs to be scrubbed. My, my fucking... My taint needs to be scrubbed, but I like I'm not fucking putting my taint on a pillow that I'm also going to rest my head on. Why not? It's comfortable. Gross. Gross. We're moving on. <laughs> How do America? Yeah. 
That doesn't mean that feet aren't still gross. Feet are always gross. I don't care how clean they are. Feet, yuck. Yucko, feet are yucko. Anyway. Feet um, don't bother me. Uh, do Americans actually say, how you holding up? Or is this just a thing in films and TV show? Absolutely. Say, how you doing? How you holding up? Uh, but here's the thing. It's never preceded by actual truth. When we ask this question, you just go, how you doing? Like, it's just a fucking greeting. That's it. We don't, nobody actually gives a shit how the other, how this other strangers doing. I actually use it more appropriately. Like when somebody's going through something, I will say to them, how are you holding up? True. True. I do you use know. that as well. But that's usually a friend. Like if, if I see a stranger or, uh, uh, or somebody I might recognize in a, in a quick tr interaction, the, the, how you holding up, how you doing is usually preceded by, doing all right you that's that's how that works well that's something that's also like we as americans are very different from especially in european nations we make small talk with just about any fucking body complete strangers whereas there they just like keep to themselves you know we're true we're an odd people that way we're very jovial in that regard uh i saw a, a joke i was like it was a i'll be right back guys Okay. It was a comedian or something talking about how uh uh oh I think it was uh Tom Segura. But he was talking about how he walked into the uh to a bank and there was a guy at the door, like a guard. Yeah, yeah, I watched that last week actually. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to Virginia. He was like Okay, good for you. My sister lives there. Yeah, and he's like, Now I'm sucked in. I'm like, You ever been? He's like, Nope. How long has she lived there? Seventeen years. Okay, look, I gotta go. He's like, "Well, I'll be here when you get out." And he's like, "God you damn it, he is." <laughs> <laughs> Said his name was Charlie or something like that. I love Tom Segura, man. He's funny. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fucking. That is hilarious. Like, and I do understand where he's coming from in that regard. Like, if you are somebody that I don't know on a regular basis, and I say, "How's it going?" which is usually a greeting that I use, I don't really like. I'm sorry, I don't really actually care how it's going. Like yeah. if you're going if you're going through some shit, I'm going through some shit too. It's just a greeting. That's all it is. Yeah, like, you're not really and nobody expects you to give out your life story when you ask, you know, how you doing. Those you are know. the people that I love to fuck with though and oh, give yeah. them crazy answers. <laughs> As an introvert, fuck that noise. <laughs> I mean, you just ask the question as a it, it it's a how we exchange greetings how you doing i'm great how are you fine thank you for asking and that's how it goes and no. that's it <laughs> no that's I'm like oh god let me tell you where to begin and it's just start making shit up oh if, if if you if you answer my how's it going with that i hate you immediately that's like, why I do it. <laughs> That's the worst. Don't do that. No, I do do that because you know why? Same person's never going to ask me again. I mean, I see the logic there and it works, but also fuck that. All you have to do is say, I'm fine. Thank you. No. <laughs> That's no, it. No, make it's it uncomfortable. So easy. Make why? it uncomfortable. Put your arm around them and start walking along oh, with nope. them. No. Say, let me tell nope. you. You have touched me, and that immediately makes me want to run away from you. Yeah, no, that's why it's genius. That's Yucko. a good way to get body slammed. Yucko. They can try. 
Yucko. I'm kicking your good out, good leg out from under you. Um, uh, next question, because we are going long on this episode. Uh, do Americans actually have to shower together after pee, or is this just in films? I don't have to. No. <laughs> but we had to. We had to, or we would get a zero credit for the day in gym if we did not shower. God, you went to the most gym. fucked up high school, man. This was elementary school. I'm pardon me. Yes, and the teacher would sit there. He would sit there and watch, and make sure you took a shower. Creepy yeah, as fuck, was wasn't doing. it? That's... I would. I, I got so pissed off at it. I'm like, "Fuck you! I'm taking the zero. That's so. I was like, "What'd up. you say?" I was like, "Give me a zero. I don't care." He's like, "This is the easiest class in school." I was like, "I don't want you looking at my ass." Yeah, no. But you know, um, I, I used to go to a summer camp, and it was a communal shower. In the, you know, it was like eight or ten showers in one big open area, and everybody took a shower right there. Nope. I just had deodorant. <laughs> I was like, I hated already having just like being in my underwear around these other kids. So I was just like, all right, fucking axe. Psh, 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 psh. And then put on clothes and beat the fuck out of there as fast as I possibly could. Yeah, but no. Uh, we had the option, but we never, nobody ever used it. Nobody ever took a shower. We were just stinky fucking teenagers. We were required. That's fucking, that's. What really sucked is if, like, I had my, my last year of having gym, uh, I think eighth grade, I had it like third or fourth period. It's either right before lunch or right after lunch. But ninth grade, I had it seventh period, which was the last period of the day. But my tenth grade year, which is the last year we were required to take gym, I had gym first fucking period of the day. That was the worst. You shower, get up, go to school, fucking right to gym. Then it's oh like, my God. oh. Oh, yeah. If I didn't have, if I had PE at, at like before lunch, I would. I hated it. I was miserable. To be fair, I was miserable with PE and as a whole. But um, this next one goes into what we were kind of talking about earlier, and it was why do Americans in films and TV make a whole buffet for breakfast, but take one bite of their toast and one sip of coffee and say I'm late for work? That and, does not uh, happen. No, that doesn't happen in real life. That happens no. in film and co- film and TV for comedic effect. Yeah, it's it's usually to showcase how how like uh, uh, in a hurry Absent. the character is. Yeah, they're they're not they're not taking the time to be with their family, you know. And this usually is that kind of by them skipping a giant breakfast spread. Yeah, I was like, usually that kind of giant breakfast is also reserved for a day off, a Sunday or or Sundays. a Saturday or something like that. So, and that, that's a that's a big family thing. That's not something you just make for two people, three people. You know, you're yeah. making that for the in-laws and maybe some aunts and uncles and cousins coming over too. You know, but no, we we are not cooking. And I'm sorry, but we work. 
just like everybody else, we don't have time to get up and cook a four course breakfast. Right. <laughs> that somebody's going to take one fucking bite out of and leave. That's your way to divorce right there. That's a ticket to divorce. Cause yeah, no, nah, ain't happening. If I'm making your ass a four course breakfast, you will sit down and eat it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to call your boss and tell him you're fucking late. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> if you're going to be late. You should have got up, should have got your ass up earlier. Because yeah. you will eat those grits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I had uh, uh, so funny thing about grits. Uh, so a slight off topic thing here. Um, the the closest thing that we ever had to grits in this house was cream of wheat, and uh, um, so I always assumed that grits were a a, a sweet thing, um, a sweet breakfast thing until. Um, when I went to the South about six, six, seven years ago, and uh, it was very much clear to me that grits are not just that. Um, so then I had like savory grits with like a little bit of cheese. I was like, this is fucking delicious. I don't know why we don't have this like in California, but. Yeah. I remember when I worked at the Walpole house, whenever people came down here from up North, they'd always come into the Walpole house and, Give me some of them grits and southerners eat. You know, I mean, doing the fake southern accent. And boy, everybody that was from the north that had come down here for the first time that stopped into a Waffle House, they wanted some of them grits. And I'm like, are you serious? This is what you want from a Waffle House? Okay. Yeah, for, yeah, you know? from the, that's the key right there. It's like, you didn't want to go anywhere else, huh? You could have bought this at your store, you know? I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Uh, next question is a uh, big fat yes, and it's uh, do Americans actually sit on the roof for chat, or is this just in films? That's a hundred percent a thing. Totally did it. Yeah, yeah. we sit anywhere for a chat that's secluded. Roof, uh, you know, I grew up on a farm. Barn loft was very popular. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I've sat on top of a mausoleum in a cemetery before having a talk. Yep. You know, uh, it's it's just wherever. But a rooftop is not an unpopular place to go and sit and chat and just shoot the shit. Access, it's isolation. Yeah. Um, it's it's about isolation and being able to you know observe your surroundings and. You what know. Uh, what I loved doing was uh, during uh, on the Fourth of July evenings, uh, there would be fireworks in the sky in multiple locations. So we'd sit up on the roof with a few beers and just wait for the fireworks. Like that shit's super super fucking nice. But cool. Um, this next question is uh, I don't I don't get why they're asking it because it should be fucking obvious. But why do Americans in TV shows have bottles of water sitting in the fridge to keep them cold? Okay, this is a European thing. They don't drink cold beverages for the most part over there. Yeah, uh, everything's tap uh, room temperature. That is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you go to. We put ice in everything. We put a lot of ice in everything. And if you go to Europe and you ask for ice in something, they look at you weird. And then if they put like one or two cubes in and you ask for more, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, There was a, uh, there's a girl that I follow on TikTok who um, loves trying American snacks. Uh, She fucking fell in absolute love with, with ranch. Um, And that's uh, not a snack. (laughs) Well, I just, I'm just saying, like her most of her content is snacks, but 
she was given a bottle of of uh, Hidden Valley, and she like she's like, I put this shit on everything now, <laughs> just like uh, Americans do. It was so fucking if they funny. like ranch, thankfully I do not. Uh, My sister asked me um, about ranch on pizza, and she was like, "That's disgusting." I was like, "No, that's delicious. That is." I've seen people amazing. do it. I love ranch on I've pizza. <laughs> now I don't like ranch on pizza, but I know people that do. But you know what I do like sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes French dressing on pizza. Not tried that one. It would depend it's, on it's the It's killer. Pizza. It's killer with cheese sticks. I mean, I see you it know, being good, but you know, I wouldn't like do it the like pizza style cheese sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of doing the pizza sauce, they put in uh, French dressing. It's pretty fucking killer. Creamy French. Mm. Um. Anyway, I was gonna say the girl. The, what the thing the girl did was she did a a, a tour of her house, and uh, in neither her her fridge or anywhere in her house was the ability to make ice cubes. Um. And uh, one of the other things that was crazy was they don't have garbage disposals. They don't mm-hmm. have AC units. Um, well, they're also in climates that don't require air true. conditioning as much. True. Very true. It still gets hot over there in the summer. But um, yeah, she was just like, she, she, she showed that she doesn't have a garbage disposal. And that, I think, was the craziest one to me. I was like, well, how... Like, how do you deal with that? Like, I don't understand. And she was just like, we just don't put anything food-wise and, like, we throw it all the way first. I was like, Yeah, I don't have a garbage disposal. Yeah, we don't have a garbage disposal. That's, yeah, we we don't have one. We just scrape our plates into the trash can and put them in the sink. (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, I don't put food, I don't put food directly into the sink to begin with. Usually, if I have a plate that has some food on it that needs to be disposed of, I scrape it into the trash and then put the the plate in the sink. But I've never not had a garbage disposal. See, That's... if you don't, if, if you've got like, if you, we do dishes by hand still. Same so um, we have this little thing. It's like um, a sieve that's made to fit into the the drain. So if there's any extra food, it will be caught in the sieve. And when you're done, you just pull it up and it dump it in the trash and that's it. But you don't put food down your sink. If Yeah, this is how most of us live. <laughs> we don't have garbage disposals. That's I mean, wild. I've only lived that in is... a couple of places that had a garbage disposal, to be honest with you. Only a couple of yeah, places I've only in my lived life. In, I've only lived in two that had a garbage disposal. Yeah, and most, most of the time of the I didn't time, know what to do with it. <laughs> most of the time it wasn't even used. Uh, yeah, because I'm like, I, I couldn't get used to putting food down the sink. So, I mean. Um, like, I'll say, I'll say this about our garbage disposal. I'd say once every three to four months, I will be doing something in the sink with the water running, and it'll start to, like, billow up. And I just, and it's gone. It's done. Like, that's how I think it's used in our house. I'm pretty confident about that because we just, again, we don't, we don't have that sieve. Um, and like, we never had a sieve when we moved in here. Um, oh, this is something you can buy at the dollar store. They make them in different sizes oh, I, for different drains. You'd oh know. yeah. No, I know. I know. I've, I've seen them before. Sieve. I've seen them before. Uh, yeah, I just, I was, I was, that's, that's wild to me that just, they, they, they don't have them. Cause like, it's not something that we use all the time. It's not like, Hey, I'm going to make a smoothie, turn on the blender. Um, <laughs> It's it's very rare that it's actually used. It's also extremely loud. Like you had to warn yeah. other people in the house, like, "Hey, I'm about to use the garbage disposal," <laughs> so they don't fucking jump out of their skin. But 
the fact that it's just not as common of a thing as I thought it was is wild to me. Yeah. Um, oh, funny enough, the next question. <laughs> didn't even realize this. The next question is, why do Americans on TV always have blenders inside their sinks? <laughs> Well, we don't we just pass that question because we got the answer for that one. That's fucking funny. Uh, do Americans use paper plates instead of real plates, or is that just a TV and movies thing? Oh, we use the shit out of them. Who yeah, wants I was to like, wash dishes when you don't have to? Yeah. I mean, especially when you're having a large family event, that you don't have enough dishes to go around, especially here in the South. When we have a family event, there's going to be a shit ton of people. Yeah, it's not a small thing. And he, you you know how well you are liked by the people in question, depending on the brand of paper plates they use. Yeah. If you get a Dixie plate or a Chinette, Chinette, mm, that's the good stuff. You know With you're well liked. the separation portions. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know you're well liked if you're getting some served up on some Chinette. You know you're well liked if you get served up on some Dixie. If it's this flimsy-ass plate, Mm -hmm. This flimsy ass shit that you can get at the dollar store, like a pack of 150 plates for a dollar ninety nine. It's like they could have done without your presence that day. Yeah, they didn't want you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like paper plates and, and disposable cups just because of like it's like you said, that it's 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 nicer than having to deal with all those dishes. Because you're gonna have to deal with some dishes regardless. Like usually if you have uh you know stuff in giant bowls or something to that effect, but, but for has the a, for the most part, it's because we most of us don't have enough dishes to go around to serve more than four people. Yeah, because like because most if, most dish sets that you buy in the store have enough for four place settings. Yeah, when I lived on my own, we didn't have like proper plates and, and bowls and stuff like that, so we just bought uh paper plates and stuff all the time, and it saved us on having to do dishes. Um that being said, like in the places where there were dishes, we just got a regular plate and washed it. Like it wasn't. Yeah. It's it's usually paper plates and 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 disposable cups are used for giant gatherings. Not yeah. Just not on the everyday not house. on the yeah everyday like we don't keep them, you know. No. But there's only three of us, you know, and we usually end up eating off of the same plate or out of the same bowl, uh, on a daily basis. You know, we just wash and reuse but it's like say we go to my sister-in-law's uh betty you've been a part of this when we've had like a potluck before we absolutely use paper plates and plastic cutlery and disposable cups and do you know they also make these um which i'm sure my you've used them before as well uh these little wicker basket plates for your paper plates yeah my grandmother used facility. to have those my grandmother yeah. used to have those. She had them. Now, if you can't afford the Chinette or the Dixie, this is what you gave to your guests with the cheap paper plates because that gave it stability. You know, yeah, I'm poor. And you could I hold it like a regular the, dinner plate. Yeah, and you could hold it like a regular dinner well, plate. Well, she, she had them left over from like the 70s, you know. And when she would have big dinners, you know, instead of washing all the dishes, even though she had a dishwasher, uh, we would just break out the paper plates on those because it was a lot easier to do, you know, less less to clean up. Yep. And much and more she portable. had she had wicker ones and she also had plastic ones that were dishwasher safe. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. when we did like when we did like cookouts and stuff out on the out on the driveway, we just always broke those out. 
Yep. My mom has has had a habit recently though of um keeping the plastic disposable uh like to go containers that we get from restaurants and stuff like that that we get you know got a meal or whatever. And it's driving me nuts because she's keeping too many of them. A few I understood, but now she just has like a surplus of these things. And uh, there was one time where I like she wanted to keep something that I had, and I was like, "Mom, are we living in the Great Depression? Like, the fuck is happening right now?" And she's like, "You never know when you're going to need them." I'm like, "Are we becoming hoarders? Is that what's happening? This just seems like a lot." She she keep her butter dishes or butter tubs and reuse those because everybody reuses the butter tubs. We reuse putting cups and jello cups for like, you know, we'll clean them out and then use them for like condiments, you know, so you don't have to put it on your plate if you got great too much little, stuff on your plate. You great little, little dipping cup. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Can we have those. We have those in the house that aren't those, but for some reason we keep them. <laughs> <laughs> so weird to me. Um, Anyway, this last one here is, uh, do Americans really say question before they ask a question, or is it just in movies? No, no we, we do. say it. Yeah, Greg I'd, did it earlier. Yeah, literally. I in usually this do broadcast, it, he said question, and I said answer. Uh, I usually do it when I'm trying to let the person know who's talking that I want them to make a point that, or answer answer something that I'm curious about in the middle of what they're saying. It's an interjection for me is what it's used for. Other than that, like... I, maybe I use it other in other situations. I don't know. Yeah, but. I mean, you know, it's like if somebody's talking and you have a question about what they're going or what they've said, you say question to give them a moment to pause and understand that you have a question. Exactly. You know, I mean, we don't just blurt it out because that's rude. <laughs> you know? I'm not or, walking or downstairs. Sometimes... Go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. I was gonna say, I'm not walking downstairs, get like needing an answer from my dad, and I just go, Question. Yeah. You know, sometimes we'll preface it by saying, Let me ask you something, or let me yeah. ask you this, or just yeah. simply question. But it's all form of, you know, hey, letting you know you're getting ready to be lobbed something. I want you to hit that, hit back with an answer. Yeah. yeah. Usually, like if my folks are watching something and I go downstairs, I'm like, Hey, pause it for a second. I got a question for you. That's, that feels like it's not, you know, this weird, like, I'm just proclaiming question. Yeah, well, you know, we're, we're letting you know that we're we're taking your monologue and making it a conversation, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I've said that before. Like, I hate having conversations with people that don't let others interject. Like, you're not mm -hmm. interrupting. You're interjecting. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. If you are interrupting, that means you're changing the subject in the middle of the of the subject that's currently being discussed. That's an interruption. An interjection is asking a question, making a small point. Like, there's a total fucking difference. And uh, good Lord, do people need to understand that. But anyway. Uh, yeah, question is to expound upon the information that you're already discussing. Right. Yeah, you're just in increasing your knowledge about that particular topic. And yeah, we do it because we feel not to do it is, is rude. We don't just, exactly. well, what do you think about this? You know, you got to say, hey, question time to pause and let's see what we can do here. Yeah. But yeah, so, we do that. It's not. A uh, so question. Um, let's go ahead and end the podcast. Do you guys agree? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, folks, uh, 
this was an extra long episode. Um, kind of needed it though. Look, this was fun. I enjoy these little things. Um, again, as as we stated, this will probably be a common thing for a hot minute with uh, just uninhibitives, just you know, making a topic, doing something like this because we really got nothing coming up that we want to discuss per se. Um, plus, I've been doing like those uh, it reviews on our YouTube channel, so. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's going to do it for us today. Uh, make sure you, uh, you go check out all the socials listed below. If we do decide to add something to the show, uh, that's where you're going to be able to find it, know about it to keep up with us. Um, check out the store. We just added, uh, on Teespring, we just added, um, uh, uh, beer pints and, um, or pint glasses, I should say, and, uh, tank tops. Um, so you can get your summer, your summer stuff, um, Ways for you to keep cool. Keep cool. Uh, let's see what else I have on my list here. Do, 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 do. Check out the YouTube channel. Like I said earlier, I've been doing uh, solo reviews on there. I actually have five recorded that I need to upload uh, or give to Maya so she can edit them and have them uploaded. Um, but uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, also, you can check out if you're a uh, if you're a, a podcast listener, you can also check out the show in its video form. We can see our lovely faces um, and uh, a, a lovely picture of Maya every week. Um, it is a good picture. I'm sick. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's where you can check that out. Um, also, go give you know the videos a like. Go give them a look-see. Give them a little thumbs up and a subscribe to the channel. Like we say every fucking week, it helps with the algorithm, helps us out. So that's that. That's it. And that's all with that. Uh, yeah. So Maya, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, those are linked to my Facebook profile. It is a public profile. I'm not as active on Twitter and Instagram as much as I should be. Uh, you know, I go through phases. Sometimes I'm active on there. Sometimes I'm not, but Regardless, as for other podcasts you can catch me on, I'm on two other shows on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel every other Wednesday night uh, at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Figabangin'. It's a live action figure review show. Got a show this week, actually. And then every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on Nerd Life Syndicate, where we talk about various uh, news and information about you know entertainment pop culture comics tv shows movies toys etc uh it's a fun time greg's been a guest multiple times uh but yeah we have a good time on there every week a lot of laughs a lot of ball busting it's fun uh so yeah you can check me out those places and that's me where are you at benny um in my living room, uh, Facebook, um, Betty Badger Ogletree, and Twitter at Bright Betty, but usually I'm on Facebook, and that's it. Um, I I got rid of my notes for some reason. That was mm -hmm. fun. So I was very confused as what to do next. I don't know why I need notes. We do this podcast for three years. And I still need anyway. That's my brain four? Brain. We're three months away from four. Jesus. Jesus. There's people that went into high school and graduated to where we did this podcast. Um, yep. 
You can follow me on all socials under Chub Rock Geek. I'm most active on Twitter. Uh, like I said earlier, you can you can check out solo reviews that I've done on our on our YouTube channel, which is uh, just search all queued up, and you'll find our channel. Um, you can also uh, find me uh, doing stuff with Anthony over on Mission Start. Uh, if you go to Mission Start Tube, so you can see a review that was just put up of uh, me talking about the game It Takes Two, which took Anthony way too long to edit, but he also did a fantastic job with the edit, so no complaints there. Um, we also uh, uh, do occasional podcasts just talking about life. Uh, the last podcast we did was uh, we talked about... Um, I talked about F9 with him for like a little bit and the Fast and Furious franchise as a whole. And then we talked about a few like things going on in gaming in the gaming world and, and whatnot. It's just shoot the shit kind of podcast. But um, yeah, we're gonna do a lot more on the mission start page. So there's going to be uh, extra stuff coming up. I'm going to do a review for uh, the new Mario golf game. Um, so I can't remember the name of the sub name of it, but whatever new Mario golf. Uh, that's about it for me, but, uh, but yeah, guys, um, thank you for listening so much. Like I said, next week, no topic. We'll be here just shooting the shit, having a good time, or we'll have another like fun little question thing like we did this week. Uh, thank you for listening to this extra long episode. Um, as the comics would call it supersized. Um, what they usually call it Maya supersized issue, giant sized, supersized bonus issue. I mean, you know, One of those. Um, just, just depends on the publication. Yeah, that's true. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Be a good person. You do something nice for somebody else. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Peace, love, and polypops. Take care, everybody.